Here the Turtle is presented by Toyota. Toyota helps you get the most out of your drive. Just ask a friend who drives one. Shop buyatoyota.com, Toyota's official website for deals, to find the Toyota that's right for you. Toyota, let's go places. It's Monday, June 15th, 2020. It's here, the turtle presented by Toyota and Keith. We welcome on one of Maryland's finest off the court, on the court. Varun Ram joins the show this week. We'll get to Varun in a second, but we'd be remiss if we did not discuss some of the things going on um, in the country right now. Obviously, the coronavirus pandemic has dominated this show, um, how we've done this show for, for you know the last month and a half, two months now. We're getting into the middle of June, uh, crazily enough. But obviously, over the last two weeks, um, some really, really major events happening that has seen um, protests throughout this country, uh, the Black Lives Matter um, movement, and all of the, the the good change that is certain to come along with that after the, the really the brutal death of, of George Floyd. And I think, Keith, it would be weird if we came onto our episode um, and, and didn't talk about this. And, and the one avenue I think we can take this from a Maryland perspective is I've been so incredibly proud of our student athletes and our coaches and our administrators for using their platform in a positive direction. The, the piece that you need to read from umterps.com by Taylor Wilson, um, a player on our softball team, um, is an incredible piece uh, about being, you know, being comfortable being uncomfortable during this time because that's the only thing that will necessitate change. It's, I, I don't want to try to explain uh, the piece away because Taylor does a better job explaining um, her position and really the position everyone um, should be in um, at this point better than I ever could. Uh, but Keith, you know, we've seen coaches to John Tillman um, out at a protest. You, you talked about that with us yesterday um, in a meeting that we had and, 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 and our athletic director, Damon Evans, just internally us all discussing um, some of these things, but I have, everyone should read Taylor's piece and, and Keith, it's, it's been a, a heck of a, a week and a half, um, in this country, really around the world, how this this movement um, has gone along. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And, and Taylor articulated so many things that so many people are feeling in, in such an eloquent, eloquent way. Um, so, so I, uh, you know, commend her on, on that. And um, yeah, highly recommend everyone taking the time to read that. But I think at the beginning of quarantine, Taylor, we talked about the platform that athletics and sports have as a, a community. Uh, kind of building um, enterprise and just how it brings people together, you know, the big crowds, the arenas, all that stuff. Um, And I I think this is another kind of watershed moment for sports and the platform that coaches, student athletes, uh, people of influence in the world of of sports and athletics, um, not only in in college sports at the University of Maryland, which is so uh, near and dear to us, but uh, nationwide, worldwide, and I think that this movement is, is kind of showcasing that and the power um, that 
all these people together have um, and, and the unity that, that we've seen across the board. So, I mean, there is so, uh, there's so much stuff out there right now. So many great things to read. Uh, you go down the Players' Tribune, the Athletic. I mean, you know, it, it's, you, can, you can spend all day um, just kind of hearing the, the different voices uh, and the people you know, involved in the, in the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and, and all the things that come with it. So uh, I highly, highly encourage everyone to, to go out there, educate yourself, um, you know, to take the time away from what you're comfortable doing um, and, and kind of look at some other perspectives and, and some other points of view. Um, because I think being, being educated about this is the most important thing. Uh, yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. And I think I can speak for you, Keith. We're two white guys from suburban Baltimore, and this has not been a factor in our lives. Some of the things that um, – black people have to go through is just not something that, that we've ever had to think about or had to face. And I think, as you said, the ability to educate and learn um, and try to sort of take your guard down and, and care about learning about um, some of those things. And then also having tough one-on-one conversations and realizing, you know, the, you don't know everything. And I think sometimes we get into a, a situation where we're, we're all just sort of focused on our own thing. I think Keith, you and I can, can certainly say that. And as you said, this is the time, especially when there's not a ton to do when you're cooped up in your house um, to go learn, educate yourself, and then have tough conversations with your friends. I know me and my buddies a couple of days ago had, had some tough, candid conversations about you know stuff we just didn't know, stuff we just never had to face, and that's stuff that people should do right now. Obviously, the other story that, as I talked about, is dominating, as you said, Keith, has been the coronavirus, and that's where we bring in our guest this week, Varun Ram, because what he's doing right now is pretty special um, with his Connect. Um, for COVID uh, program here, um, helped on by some of his friends, um, where they provide, and Varun goes into detail at the beginning of the episode, um, allowed him to describe, but they provide tablets and smartphones um, to patients that are isolated in the hospital because of COVID. Obviously, right now in hospitals, you can't just go in and visit um, anytime you want um, because you know you just don't want people in. I can speak for myself. My dad runs a hospital right now and, and listening to all the different things um, that they have to go through to, to get people in and out of there is pretty crazy. So this is an incredible idea, Keith, um, to be able to give, you know, the, as Varun talks about, with your smartphone or with a tablet, you can sort of have that one-on-one interaction that allows you to feel those sort of those social things um, while these things are going on. So what he's doing is great. Uh, and he, he kind of had that same question. I think a lot of us had early on in this, what can I do? You know, I, I'm, I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. Like, what can I do to help? Um, and this is one uh, kind of logistical problem that they saw. Hey, not everybody has a smart device. Let, let's you know get people organizing together um, to get those devices into the hands of the people that need it. And I'll shout out the, uh, the social media handles, which you'll see on, on our feed, uh, whatnot. But if you're listening to this now, follow them on Twitter, connect at connect for COVID. You know, on Instagram at Connect for COVID nineteen, um, and you can get more information, ways to donate, ways to help. But Varun goes into that into the podcast as well. Yeah, so fantastic stuff for Varun, who while he was at Maryland was the epitome of a student athlete, a high three GPA, won the Big Ten Medal of Honor, the highest honor that the Big Ten gives out um, in his senior season. Um, and then obviously uh, contributed on the court as well. And we got into his Maryland days. He grew up rooting for Maryland. Is a a turp for life, had a winding road to get to a point where he was contributing, had that moment against Valparaiso in the 15 NCAA tournament, uh, had a block to send the Terps into the second round. So Varun, a little bit of a legend um, in his in his own right on the basketball court and now contributing so much off of it. Let's get to our interview with former Maryland guard Varun Robb. 
As the University of Maryland celebrates the start of another athletic season, Maryland Athletics is excited to announce the launch of Terps 10,000, our campaign for a goal of 10,000 Terrapin Club members. Individuals who join the Terrapin Club during the campaign and become new members will receive a Maryland Terrapin Club branded flag to proudly fly at your home, office, or tailgate. All current members are eligible to receive a flag by donating an additional $55 to the Terrapin Club. Plant your flag at terps10k.com. We're back here on Here the Turtle with Howard County legend, Maryland legend, now medical industry legend, Varun Ram. I'm going to go with that. We're going to start with that. Uh, Varun Ram, former Maryland men's basketball player, joining us. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, thanks for having us, guys. First of all, um, let's just cut to the chase on what you've been doing during coronavirus. Obviously, that's affected everyone worldwide, but you have done some special stuff, um, heavily involved in some projects. Sort of describe um, that project to our listeners uh, and how you got involved. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, so w- once COVID hit, um, I think, you know, we're all kind of wondering, you know, th- I mean, there's a lot of anxiety, a lot, a lot of like uncertainty, um, what's going on, but I think a lot of us wanted to help. Um, and it's just kind of like, how can we help, right? And, and so that was kind of the question that was, you know, going in my, in my mind, um, you know, day in and day out. And then um, a buddy of mine who, who uh, works with me at Deloitte, um, he, uh, him and his brother started this, um, uh, this organization called Connect for COVID. Um, and essentially, you know, what they found was that um, given the recent no visitor policies um, at a lot of healthcare facilities, um, patients were, were dying in isolation. They were dying um, away from their families, you know, they weren't being able to recover with the support, love and support from their friends and family. And that was a major issue. Um, and so what they did is they, they had a, a lot of contacts at, um, at medical schools across the country. Um, so they had reached out and kind of just validated that problem. And uh, since then, so, so that, that happened probably um, like late February. Um, and then I, you know, took notice of what they were doing early March and, uh, and kind of stepped up to kind of um, lead the, the DC, Maryland, Virginia um, arm of, of that organization. But essentially what we're doing is we're taking donated devices, tablets, smartphones um, from, you know, everyday Americans, um, organizations, universities, whoever, whoever has, you know, a surplus um, or is willing to donate. And then uh, I'm giving those to the healthcare facilities in most need. What's been the reaction of those patients that have gotten those devices and, and how has it really helped that patient experience when, as you said, when you're in total isolation, that's a really, really tough way to live, especially when you have a sickness like COVID. Yeah, no, it's, it's meant a lot. And uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to meet with the patients in person. Um, but, you know, from the physicians and the healthcare um, frontline workers who are really the, the true heroes in this, um, you know, we've gotten testimonials on what, what type of impact it's made for them. Uh, I mean, a lot of times these healthcare work workers before, before these tablets, they were using their own phones um, and, and kind of letting their patients kind of talk to their families through that. Um, but you can kind of understand that it's, it's not as personal and um, it's not always feasible. Um, but no, the, the the feedback has been awesome. We we uh, you know, what we do is you know the healthcare facilities that we're able to do, uh, provide devices devices to. Um, uh, a few weeks later, we we sent them a an um, IT impact assessment form. Essentially, what that what they you know come back to us with is is the, is the impact. We get testimonials from um, from the healthcare workers, from the um, patients, things that they've said, impact that it's made, and it's it's been uh it's been pretty remarkable. Um, you know the difference that it's made in these patients' lives. Maroon, if uh, I'm sitting here at home, I have an old cell phone that I want to donate or give back. Uh, what are kind of the steps, you know, dumb it down for me, the step-by-step process for, for people to donate or, or support the cause? 
Yeah, no, that's a great question. So there's actually three ways, um, you know, that, that people can support. Um, the first is to your point, you can donate your devices, right? And so these devices, um, you know, they don't have to be new, but as long as you know that, you know, they, they're not cracked, um, you know, they're, they're working, um, you know, that, that's pretty much, it meets the qualifications. And essentially all you have to do is go on the website and uh, I can, you know, we can work on sending out the link after this, but um, there's a, you know, it's a really, really easy form that you fill out, just pretty much says, what's the device? Um, you know, where, where are you located? And, um, and then what we do is we follow up and, uh, and either pick it up with a no contact um, pickup um, or we can arrange for a no, a no contact delivery or, um, or they can ship it in um, to one of our locations and we can um, take that and, and hand it to the hospital. So that's the first way is donating devices. The second way is donating money. Um, so a lot of times, and we've seen that with our, our um, you know, the organizations that we reach out to that don't necessarily have um, extra devices, um, but definitely are excited about the cause and understand its, its impact. They'll donate money. We have a, um, a GoFundMe set up once again, also on the website, we can send out the link. And then the third way is just spreading the word. Um, that's kind of one of the reasons I'm most excited to share with you guys. Cause I think that, um, you know, people are willing to help and they want to help. They just, they don't really necessarily maybe know what's the biggest problem or they don't know how. Um, and so the third way is, you know, spread the message. We have, you know, follow us on Instagram on, uh, you know, Twitter, whatever it is, spread the message. Um, hashtag connect for COVID-19, um, but just get the word out as well. I think there's a lot of power in numbers, um, and that's one thing we can leverage. Varun, I remember when you were in college, I believe you majored in neurology and physiology. Did I get that right? Uh, almost, yeah, neurobiology. And physiology. Neurobiology, yes. It's a word too complicated for me to <laughs> say, but you, you've obviously always had an, an interest in, in the medical field. Your sister also involved in the medical field. What about this and the ability to help people um, sort of has inspired you not only to participate in this cause, but also just go into the medical consulting um, type of world and, and help people in that way. Yeah. So, so, you know, going back to my point, I was like, how can I help? And and I think when you can align um, your passions with, uh, with, with something good, I think, you know, that's a, uh, that's, that's a win-win. Um, so for me, um, you know, I've been consulting the last three years um, and I'm looking to kind of um, pursue a little bit more focused um, the healthcare uh, and digital health space and, and this kind of, you know, aligns with that interest in, uh, in, uh, in access, um, uh, you know, patient access to care and, and patient access to their families. Um, but it's meant a lot to me because this is, this is kind of what I'm passionate about. And um, to be able to, you know, there's an immediate need, um, you know, for, for these tablets and, and smartphones and, and such for patients. And so um, to be able to contribute in this way with something aligns with my interest, um, it means a lot. Varun, uh, kind of since quarantine has hit, you've had these periods of self-isolation, maybe besides this project, which I imagine has taken up a lot of your time. What else have you kind of been up to to, uh, to pass the time or uh, just kind of stay engaged with what's going on? Yeah, yeah that's a good, great question. So a lot of, uh, you know, they say this is like one of the times where the most social isolation is taking place, right? Which I think uh, I don't necessarily agree, right? There's a lot of physical isolation, um, which, which is happening and needs to happen. But I think it's a great time to um, connect digitally, right? We're in an age where, you know, we have phones, um, you know, internet. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've you, know, done, you know, reached out to a lot of people that otherwise I might not have reached out to um, and, you know, organizing calls, um, you know, FaceTime sessions, um, family, friends, whatever it is. Um, so staying connected is one way I've passed the time. In other ways, um, you know, I obviously am working a full-time job and, and this is taking a lot of time. Um, but I also enjoy, um, you know, you know, ever since I left Maryland, I think that kind of, you know, playing basketball and still to me like, um, you know, that fitness and that health and fitness um, kind of uh, routine. So, I mean, every day I'm getting a workout in. I know Kyle Tarp 
would be would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in contact with him about you know what's the, what can I start? What can I buy for Amazon? What, resistance bands, kettlebells, whatever it is. Um, but no, uh, working out it keeps me sane. Um, also, another thing that's taking a lot of my time is I'm applying for a um, to go back to school for an MBA um, this fall. So just been studying for the GMAT and uh, preparing for applications. So. Um, that's taken up a lot. It's it's uh, it's, it's a lot, but um, you know when you're when you're enjoying it, it uh, it makes it that much better. Kyle Tarp gets his way into these basketball players' heads, and he never leaves. We, <laughs> whenever we talk to the current guys, we ask them what they want to eat in College Park, and they're like, "Well, will Kyle hear this? I, I don't want Kyle to hear it or whatever." <laughs> and now Varun's been out for three three years, and and still on his mind. Going back to your career, Varun, um, read about how you you know you dreamed of playing for Maryland, watched Maryland growing up. Um, and then you get there through sort of, you know, a winding road that takes you to Trinity where you play, and then you come on and you walk on to Maryland and play on some really good teams the last two years of your career. What was that road like uh, to get to the point where you achieved your dream of playing for Maryland? Oh, my God. I mean, I, I think I could, uh, you know, we need a whole other podcast to talk about. <laughs> I went through, but um, it, made it, it made it that much better. So, I mean, really, you know, completely under-recruited out of high school, whether it was rightfully so or not. Um, you know, went to prep school, um, you know, then went to a Division three school in Connecticut and coming back to Maryland, you know, having people tell me that your basketball career is over, um, you know, make sure you understand that when you're transferring back home. Um, but then not really taking that as, uh, you know, as, as you know, uh, the final answer and, and just doing everything in my power to, to be ready for a tryout if I was even going to get one, um, you know, being in the best shape, you know, researching the team, like whatever I can, and then getting that opportunity, making the team um, as a walk-on. And then, uh, and then getting a scholarship and getting in the rotation, um, you know, it just, it just the whole story, you know, when I think back, you know, I'm like, if I can achieve that, then like anybody can achieve anything. Cause I, all the, all the, the odds were stacked against me. Um, and so I just, I, I, you know, take a lot of inspiration from that. Like if I can do that, and like I said, anybody, you know, I really feel like anybody there's, you know, the sky's the limit <laughs> for anyone. So. Bruin, you were part of that that special 2014-15 team uh, that got back to the NCAA tournament, went on that run, top four finish in the Big Ten. You left your mark in that 2015 NCAA tournament uh, against uh, Valparaiso in the first round. First of all, how often is that play brought up, and do people ask you about it? And number two, like looking back, uh, how special of a moment was that for you, um, you know, to get that steal, to steal that one late? Oh, no, it was awesome. No, it's funny. Anytime uh, I'm talking to like a, a Turbo alum or someone like, um, you know, I'm playing basketball pickup or whatever at, at the rec center and people are like, oh, you're, you're the guy that had that block. You know, I'm like, that, that's all I remember. And, and that's <laughs> I, if I remember for something positive. That's, that's uh, I guess, a win. But um, but no, it's and I, looking back, I think in the moment, you don't enjoy it as much as like now looking back on it, because in the moment I was like, this is great. But we're on the, to the next round. And like, what can I do to, to help our team when when, you know, that, you know, the next game? And so. Um, it meant a lot to me. Um, it's, it's cool to be able to have, to be able to tell that story. And, have, and I still think like, sometimes I don't believe in myself. I'm like, I have to kind of Google and make sure that happened. Like, I'm like, I don't know if that, <laughs> that even happened. Like that, that was really cool. So, um, it's definitely something that, you know, I take pride in. Um, but at the end of the day, like that, I think that moment, um, was very special, but it wasn't really even about that moment. It was about like the whole team's effort. And like, I mean, I played like 13, 14 seconds of that game. And, um, that was like a very small a small component to that win. Um, so just reminding myself of that too is good. How did you gear yourself up after not playing for 39 minutes and then coming in on the biggest possession of the game? I, I think I watched an interview. I just watched an interview where, where Mello Trimble is, is like, yeah, I don't know how you come off. You're like, you're, you're stiff. You haven't played the entire game. Then you have to, you know, guard 
the guy that's trying to make the game winning shot. What, what were you doing in the huddle? Do you remember anything about sort of the lead up to coming on the court? You're like, Oh, I got to kind of get warm here real quick. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So it, that's a great, great question. I think for me too, like, like playing in an NCAA tournament game or, you know, being on the bench, like it's almost like, I mean, you're warm, you're up, you're down, you're up, you're, down, <laughs> you're excited. Like I was warm. <laughs> I was on the floor, so I feel like I, I was ready to go. Um, but it, I think it was more like a, a mentality. Um, that's kind of like, you know, I was always ready. Um, you know, coach, um, you know, that's one thing he told me is like, Vern, always be ready. You never know, you know, whether it's the last second or, you know, to, uh, you know, when it, when it is in the game, just be ready. And I think, uh, that, you know, he told me that up front in the beginning of the season. And I think that's the mentality I carried with me um, throughout the whole season. Um, and there were other other times throughout the season where I, uh, it would come in per, for possession or you just be ready, you know, um, snap a finger. So um, I think it was something I've been preparing for my whole, that whole season or my whole life, you know, just to be, always be prepared. And um, it's, it's almost like I didn't think about it. It just, I just reacted, you know, I just, he said, he pointed at me, checked in, you know, went and just did the same thing I'd do anytime I would check into a game, so. They called Anthony Cowan the best closer in, in college basketball this year. Varun Rahm in, in 2015, the, the best closer <laughs> for that. Um, you had to guard Mel every day in practice. Um, and you talked about in an interview how if you could just grow up and tell your kids that you made that guy better every single day, that would be really a team accomplishment for you. What was it like trying to stay in front of Melo Trimble on a daily basis? Oh, yeah. It wasn't even just staying in front of him. Even if you stayed in front of him, he would still score on you. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a challenge. But the one thing that um, that I took pride in was uh, um, was never backing down. I think that's, that's one thing that um, that helped me kind of hold my own. Um, because there's definitely practices where he got the best of me um, <laughs> um, more than not. But, I mean, it made me better as a player. And, and I know the one thing that I did well was, was play hard and never back down. And, and I don't think a lot of people – want to pick anybody up full court and guard, um, you know, and, and that's something that, you know, I, I, I could do. So, um, it, no, it meant a lot. It meant a lot, but I think, I think we both appreciated the challenge and that's the, actually, you know, that's the one thing I really loved about Melo was that he never backed down. Um, it's like, I mean, someone, a player of that caliber, um, you know, to have someone just, you know, kind of, you know, be a, be a pest defensively, like he doesn't need to work that hard at practice, but he, he did and he appreciated it and he understood the bigger picture. Um, which is why um, I think he's been successful. Bruno, you got a lot of things going on, obviously, going back to your NBA and whatnot, but do you ever get the itch to get back out there and play a little bit, whether it's pickup or, you know, there's these TBT tournaments going on, all these different things. I mean, now that it's kind of been taken away, you can't really be in those situations now during this this pandemic. Do you, do you get the itch a little bit to play still? Oh, every day. Uh, every day. I, 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 I mean, I love it. It's funny. I mean, uh, I'm in my parents' garage doing ball handling drills like like I'm <laughs> – Right. And I, we had like neighbors walking by and I think they just look at me like, like <laughs> I think they're like, what are you doing? Um, but it's, it's just been ingrained in me and I, and I love it all. I feel like I'll be a lifelong hooper as long as I can walk, I'll be on the court. Um, and I'm, I'm always looking for that next pickup game. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I, I haven't played uh, sports since I was a freshman in high school, played lacrosse, and I'm still playing wall ball. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to prepare for a tryout with John Tillman or something. Um, <laughs> I've always been interested in this, Varun. As a walk-on – if it's a blowout late in the game, the crowd sort of starts to get their own ideas about what Coach Turgeon should do from a substitution perspective. They're starting to chant for for people like you. What is that feeling like when you sort of know your time may be coming? And obviously, you played in the rotation a lot of the time, so you were sort of not an end-of-the-bench guy that came in just in those seconds. But when the crowd is sort of chanting the Varun and all those different <laughs> things, are you just like joking around on the bench about that stuff? Are you trying to lock it in? What's that sort of situation like? 
Yeah, that's funny. I, I would actually say uh, preparing for that moment is even harder than preparing for if you know you're going to play. <laughs> <laughs> because, you, I mean, like your point, I mean, in, in those games, sometimes like Sandy Sun can get cold. You know, you're, you're not, you know, you know that at the end of the game, all, all eyes are on you. You know that if it's a blowout, you know, the other team is probably not happy and they're, you know, they're either going to press you full court or, <laughs> or not try to make your life easy. Um, but, but so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, I, I just remember being like super nervous for that. Like I'd see like, you know, maybe late, like when I wasn't in the rotation, like looking late in the game, when we start to push the lead up, you know, under four minute timeout left in the game. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> you want to play but at the same time you're like oh I don't know if I'm uh you know I don't want to make a fool of myself and then be on the sports center not top 10 that's kind of the worst the worst fear um but uh but it's always a blessing to get in the game I don't know if there's more pressure trying to hit like a game-winning shot or when you're, you're trying to dribble the clock out with you know the shot clocks off and everyone wants you to shoot that might be more yeah. pressure not to, not to put the ball back up what what do you think was your most memorable um, game that you you played in or didn't at the Xfinity Center specifically? Such an incredible building, atmosphere wise, and you were a part of some really big games your last two seasons. Is there one that comes to mind that stands out for you? Um, oh my God, there's so many, but I had to say it's funny that the one that comes to mind, uh, the biggest game I wasn't even suited up for, it was uh, my, my my retro year when we upset Duke um, with uh, you know, it was with Alex Land and. Um, Sean and James Paget, um, Jazz, and, and all those guys, Seth, and um, I just remember, you know, storming the court after, and I was in like my 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 you know my jacket, my my pants, and I was, oh my god, this this is crazy. This is what it's all about. I felt like, uh, and it was really cool. I know I didn't, I didn't play a second. I didn't even have a jersey on, but I still felt like I contributed to it at practice with the scouting report and all that. And it just uh, that was like the coolest. I mean, you grow up watching Maryland, Duke, um, and to be a part of that, um, especially when they were having Duke was having such a great year. Um, to, to be able to upset them, um, you know, meant a lot to storm the court. Um, that's, I guess, what every, every college player went, like dreams of, right? So that was cool to experience. Which Terps did you grow up kind of idolizing? Oh, I mean, so many. I mean, so all the way from Juan, um, Juan Dixon, Steve Blake, obviously. Um, I even, you know, Grievous. I remember Nick Keener Medley, Chris McRae, Mike Jones, um, all those guys. I remember I went to Gary Williams basketball camp when I was in, like, sixth grade, I think. And I just remember, uh, I think it was Mike Jones that did like a, they did like a, he did like a talk and did like a shooting drill. And I was like in awe of like how good this guy was. Um, and we got to like watch pickup and um, just, just a lot of those guys. I just remember, um, you know, Osby, um, Ibekwe. I mean, all these guys just, just come, come to my head. I'm like, I never thought I'd be wearing the same uniform that, you know, that those guys were wearing. That's our for life room, Ron. We'll get you out of here on a little bit of rapid fire. First, the show you're watching right now, uh, the pastime during quarantine. Yeah, no, I actually uh, I mean, haven't had a lot of time to watch shows, but I would I, the last show I watched was uh, was you. Um, oh know, yeah, sure. yeah. kind of a creepy show. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, but it's kind of intriguing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> got the uh, how about the the artist you're listening to right now? Artist I'm listening to. Um, yeah, also I, I feel really lame. Like I've been like in, under a rock, just really uh, just studying and doing work and doing connect with COVID. But fair enough. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, just whatever, whatever's on the radio. Any any podcast maybe? Um, podcast. I like uh, I like the Joe Rogan podcast. Okay, there we yes. go. Yes, there yes, yes. Very, very, very good one. Um, the basketball player you idolized growing up that you tried to pattern your game after? Uh, Steve Nash. Good one. Love it. Good one. Can't you go wrong there. Uh, Varun, we usually ask people their favorite place to eat in College Park. Now, obviously, during quarantine, people aren't really going out as much. So we'll ask you your favorite home-cooked meal. Favorite home-cooked meal. 
there's got to be uh, there's some South Indian food that my mom cooks, um, and I'm very fortunate because I'm home, so I get that every day. But it's called dosa. It's like a, it's almost like a savory crepe, um, and then with like some coconut, uh, you know, chutney, some all these different sauces essentially, and it's, it's delicious and and pretty healthy. Kaltar approved, so <laughs> <laughs> Kaltar approved can't go wrong right there. Varun Ram, thank you so much for giving us your time. Connect for COVID. That's the place you want to go uh, to help out Varun and his organization. You can check him out on, on Twitter and all the social media, and uh, we'll be promoting it on our channels as well um, when this episode comes out for Varun. So, Varun, thanks for all you've done for, for Maryland and then all you're doing um, now for the different people in the hospitals with COVID. So, thanks, man. And I'll be no, Thank you both. Uh, the honor is mine. appreciate you guys. Thanks, Varun. Back here on Here to Turtle, and, and Keith, I love hearing that Varun is still doing uh, ball handling drills just <laughs> so in awesome. his garage. You can't take the hoops out of the hooper, even if he's doing medical consulting and, and trying to solve the world's problems as Varun is doing. Uh, three up, three team potential with you, me, and Varun. Where do you see it, Keith? You two are much better players than me. I'm, I don't know where I'm contributing. Listen, hey, don't, don't, don't sell yourself short here, Taylor. There's rebounds out there to get. There's picks to be set. There's defense to be played. I, I, Varun's scoring everything. I'm, I'm maybe getting a couple putbacks. I can't shoot for anything. So, But Varun's going to be our scorer. I'm going to be there, you know, just kind of getting him the ball, playing tough D, trying to, you know, get some some uh, some tough breaks in transition. I hope this is a half-court game so we don't have to play the full court. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we have a little squad. Yeah, I'm going to – I think we're going to run a lot of high pick and roll with you kind of rolling hard to the hoop and oh, Varun yeah. doing whatever he wants. Um, and then I'm going to try to expend all my energy on the defensive end because as an offensive player, I'm very limited. But I think I can compete on both ends enough so we'll, we'll take on all comers at Eppley once this is over first order of business uh, getting Varun to agree to play with us because yes he, he can probably and hit a, a little bit higher than us getting some workout tips from Kyle Tarp that's awesome <laughs> there you go. There you we go. all you and I also need to do that because um that will help us although you're running like half marathons right now Keith so I first I, ever yeah got, got I mean, it done last shout Saturday. out to you shout out to the to the to the people on that one my, my uh, leg so, uh still still doesn't feel normal yet but you know maybe, maybe by next uh, next week I'll be back 100 I think Varun our only guest and this includes and this is no slight we've had like five head coaches on Varun was the first one was like, yeah, I don't really have any time to, to watch any shows or do anything, whereas all of, our other, all of our other guests seem to have too much time. So maybe we have found someone that has officially used quarantine um, to not just uh, do whatever they want. Um, so good for Varun Raman. Thank you so much for him coming on the show. Make sure, Keith, give, us, give the people the social handles again for the, yes. for the COVID. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow at Connect for COVID on Instagram at Connect for COVID nineteen. Let's uh, get all the particulars of how you can donate, um, how you can uh, donate money to the cause, um, and, and uh, the other things that uh, Bruin and his his uh, his group have going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this will you know provide some continued digital solutions for, for medicine. I think that's a this is something that helps people you know, visit from afar and, th and things like that. And I, th I think they've stumbled onto something really, really cool. So thanks once again to Varun and, and awesome to see what he's doing. Keith, we do sort of have a road potentially back to a return to sports. We have to touch on it very quickly. Maryland football players returning this uh, past week now um, as we released this on, on the 15th of June. So they are back on campus, sort of a, a gradual return. Um, hope to hear news about, um, our other fall sports, some of our winter sports potentially coming back here in the near future. Obviously done everything, uh, doing everything very safe and by the book here. Um, but 
you see those sort of glimpses of hope, NBA, MLS, English Premier League. Uh, boxing was back on ESPN um, this past week as well for the first time. So hopefully uh, we're, we're sort of getting a road back uh, to some Maryland sports, but good to have our football players uh, back on campus and, and um, getting towards the starting workouts. So, so very cool for those guys. Yeah, slowly but surely, right? I, I think uh, you know every week that um, we continue to to flatten the curve um, and, and not have new outbreaks and, and, and new cases um, it is a, a brighter light for uh, the future of, of sports here. But it, it does seem like a uh, a week by week basis. We are learning more. We are getting more news, um, and and hopefully by the fall um, we have a somewhat normal return to to watching live sports. Uh, we we don't know for sure, but. Um, you know, all we can do now is, is do our part and, uh, and hope we're both, we're out, uh, kind of watching, watching our teams here, um, our Terps in the fall. Yeah. I would, I would like to be at Ludwig field watching soccer. You know, so. that's, that's, that's the dream, man. That's the hope right now. Yeah. Just need to, to get all that back. And as you said, yeah, this is continues to be a developing situation, but as we've seen around the world of sports, um, those sort of small glimpses of hope as, uh, as teams start to come back, and if it's in front of fans, I got to be honest, the German soccer with the piped-in crowd noise, not too bad. Not too bad. How about the Korean baseball with the stuffed animals uh, in the uh, in The, uh, the stuffed animals, I'm, uh, I like you're the SpongeBob little... one. I enjoyed that. Okay, but you're, you're, you're more a fan of crowd noise than the fake, uh, the fake stuffed animal fans. I mean, I think you could combine both. The other thing uh, that they're doing in Germany is doing the, um, the cutouts of people's faces mm-hmm. in the bleacher or in the, uh, in the seats, which is, which is kind of interesting. Yep. Um, so maybe that makes its way to American sports. I think watching what, ML, the, what MLS and the NBA do um, with their returns uh, will be very interesting, especially the NBA. Do they – play it like it's an arena and play the music? Do they play, do they mic up players and give you a lot of access? Like uh, our friends at the PLL, Uh, the PLL will also be back. That will be, you talk about access, the PLL, you might be able to hear everything everyone says during this PLL tournament. So um, sports coming back should be fun. um, And hopefully, uh, and when, when that happens, we will have all the particulars uh, from Maryland sports as we, we head into hopefully what will be exciting fall year two of Mike Loxley men's soccer should be good. Um, field hockey is always good volleyball and women's soccer looking to take the next steps Keith I still start talking about it I just want to get into it but we can't do uh, that feels yet good. and that's enough this week for here the turtle thank you so much to Varun Ram make sure to follow all of the cool stuff um, that he's doing um, with that connect for COVID it's an awesome awesome cause make sure to follow us on here the turtle uh, all of our social media channels uh, where you'll be able to find some of that information at here the turtle on Twitter at here the turtle on Instagram sned through on one when Keith eventually runs a marathon and embarrasses us all, you'll be able to see the updates on that. Uh, and you can follow me at Taylor Smith 10 as well. And we'll see you next week. Returns.